Now try this, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus. And I'm Nick. But am I the Nick you know? Or am I uh, phoning in from a weird play? Guys, I'm not home. I'm not home. I don't know how to talk about it. I wish I was. But I am at work somewhere far away. And if you listen to this and hear people in the background, I've tried to be super polite and tell them they won't bother me. But honestly, they could totally bother me and you might hear them. So let us know. And you hear they're allowed the to exist in the space. You guys are basically 24 seven live work. What's that thing like work, live yeah. space? <laughs> You know, we don't need to talk Corporate about my situation. Guys, you are listening to Now Try This Podcast, where we challenge each other. What? What does that mean? Well, that means that Marcus and I have been best friends for a really long time. And, and we love things besides each other. And those things that we love, we want our friend to watch and enjoy those things. So we created this podcast. So we can make sure that the other one enjoys and experiences all the things that we love. But every once in a while. Every so often, very specifically once a month, the Patreon, patreon.com slash now try this cast gets to decide what we do. And the Patreons have voted. And this month was a tie. Woo! Between what? Barbie and Mad Max Fury Road. Now, it's crazy because I'm out here not where I'm supposed to be. So we decided we're going to do both of them. And one of us probably would have challenged the other one to do Barbie mm-hmm. anyway. But we are going to do Mad Max today. And then later in the month, once we've both seen Barbie, we will do that film. Now, guys, last week I gave you a call to action that was brilliant. So I'm going to do the same today without any preparation. <laughs> guys, I don't want you to subscribe. I don't want you to give us money. I don't want you to do this stuff. I want you to do one thing very specific. I want you to tweet at us at now try this cast. Yes, we're still on Twitter. Tweet at us the picture of what you were eating right after you listened to this episode of the podcast. It could be a snack. It could be a chicken meal. It could be a meatloaf. It could be a burger from Mickey D's or Wendy's or Burger King D's nuts. And that is what I want you to send us. I want to see a picture of food because guys... I'm doing Whole30, and I'm freaking hungry. I am a hungry, hungry, hungry boy. It could be a chicken meal. <laughs> yeah, it could be a chicken meal. You know those <laughs> meals that usually that are very famous because they're made with chicken? Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not by chicken. That would be confusing. But with chicken. Have you... What is Whole30 exactly? Oh, I'm so I don't understand Whole30, if I'm Whole30 being Whole30 is not an elimination diet, but it is a diet where you eliminate a lot of things. Because that sounds it sounds like an about... elimination diet. <laughs> No, no, no. It is a diet that you readjust your relationship with food. And the easiest way to do that is to basically go cold turkey off of processed food and sugar. So you can't have sugar. You can't have wheat. You can't have dairy. You can't have corn, peanuts, legumes, alcohol. I think that's it. You can't have any of those things for 30 days. And then one by one, you slowly reintroduce those things into your diet to see how they affect you. Does corn make you groggy? Does sugar really crash you super hard? Do you have a not good relationship with these things in terms of snacking, in terms of all these things? 
Did you just in the chat ask for what the challenge could be? You're hilarious. Uh, but anyway, Marcus, yes, that is whole 30. Uh, Lexi is doing it with me. It is not that miserable. I'll be honest. This is my fourth time doing it. I lost so much weight over the pandemic and I've gained 75%, I think, of it back. Very oh, wow. frustrating. Well, 80 or 90% of people who lose, you know these facts, yeah. lose weight, gain it back. And it's extremely frustrating. I learned how to diet and cook and eat right during the pandemic. I had nothing to do but put pants on. It was so easy to do. So I didn't really like address my triggers in a really mm. deep, meaningful way. So that's what this round of Whole30 is for. This is my fourth round, I think. And I'm really trying to adjust how I think about food when I'm busy, when I'm working, when I'm stressed. Sounds and like that's an way ad harder. for Whole30. But I'm, look, <laughs> do, they, do they sponsor? Um, I yeah, have I'm sure. Si I've had a similar Would problem. you do Whole30? Would you do Whole30 for 30 days if we got a sponsorship deal? If they sponsor, sure, whatever. I don't care. But I actually, I don't know similar if you problem. can. I feel like you might need to. Eat, eat more normal whole 30 it's protein yeah, is it proteins can i eat protein oh actually honestly whole 30 would probably be really good for you too Maybe because protein is fine all you can eat is basically proteins fats and carbs right you can eat protein you that can eat like all the food no there's a lot of processed bullcrap that's that's what it is yeah you, you, you can only eat meat vegetables fruit that's pretty much it okay yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's similar to a paleo diet, mm, mm -hmm. but that's I, really all you can eat. I feel like before the pandemic started, I was running. Then during the pandemic, I was running hard. And my problem was that I was eating for the running. So I'd run like 20 miles multiple times in a week or whatever, like and run like a good chunk. So I was yeah. running, running, running. And then I'd be like, great, I'm gonna eat a whole pizza. <laughs> like do whatever because i just burned like four thousand calories or whatever two thousand calories to. so i need to i want to eat food and, re and replenish make sure i'm getting food especially since i wasn't trying to i was like i don't want to lose any more weight than i was at at the time yeah. so i was like trying to fill myself full of calories and then i was like okay i'm gonna keep eating this much but not run <laughs> <laughs> and i've gained i've gained some of the weight back i've gained like uh yeah. 40 pounds back I would sure. say total. You still look great. I, I, I couldn't tell. That. You you were you when you, you when you were at your heaviest. No, you're. I was gonna say your lightest. My you know? thinnest. Oh yeah, I was your like one eighty. When you're right, when you were racing and shit, mm -hmm. you looked weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not because you look, uh. not because you looked funny. You looked weird because you looked like an athlete. It was weird. Yeah, like no, I, I, I know you as not an athlete, and I was That's like, fair. you look like as I saw you running you know and i literally went to see you run i was like oh, yeah. wow you look like a freaking adonis like it i was remember weird. you saying like, that. as your friend i was just like you look godlike thank you i appreciate <laughs> it that. was wild you could have been a movie star i just want to get back to that godlike status that's all i want and yeah, then but be like, cast in a marvel movie <laughs> yeah darren we, we me and darren just talked about how hot you were that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like i appreciate that nick i have a quick question tangent yeah. question before we get into the episode it's the only question you get okay with sag after going on strike now yeah would you skip if i was sag i mean but, well, oh, no, actively specifically, they don't not, want people in sag actively right actively, so like, you're asking me right now right am now, i going to you're sag? not sag scab am i gonna would scab? you skip are you asking if i'm going to because i no not if I'm you're going situation. to like, i'm in, I'm in a scab? situation well, I don't. It's it's hard to speak hypothetical because it's a real question. Because I'm not not I'm not Nudian, so yeah. I can take that. You could scab. You could be in a Marvel movie right now. You just 
<laughs> you just got a scab. That's it. No, I think I think anything big enough that would be meaningful enough for me to cross that picket line would burn too many bridges. Mm, right. Fair enough. And, and like, I think I'm in a situation right now financially and career wise where I can't be picky. I'm not a picky person yet. I can't be that picky. So if things came around, I would take them mostly but i don't think it would be worth it i don't think there would be big enough things that i would be worth it to do would you scab i don't have the like training or the like that's not anything the that you have so i feel like it's it, I, that's I don't right have you don't the, have like, any of the things I, don't have I, have. The respect. I have so much more than you there's like a whole laundry list of things that <laughs> i'm amazing for at such a long time and you could fucking be almost as good as me over freaking like get the hell out no, of here. You're that's so not goddamn true. talented. You're I, so charismatic. That's not true. The camera loves you. Look at the camera. Look at it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. See? Have me look at the camera. Tell me to look at the camera. Look at the camera. Tell me to look, at the camera. look at the camera. Acting. That's acting right there. Acting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because I don't have the like respect for acting that you do, I feel like I would step. <laughs> <laughs> if someone just asked me i'm like yeah sure i'll be in a movie thing. you can oh, i sell my God. face to ai you can use it for whatever you want not now you just gotta pay me first i mean it's also kind of funny what's like sag hasn't let me in yet so what do i owe that you know? so you gotta get in somehow listen it's also weird because these scab things aren't gonna be like if they just make things non-union projects like what am i scabbing because mm. i took non-union projects before that's true like what interesting interesting just you know i Hmm. interesting i mean if someone said hey eight grand to do this commercial uh it's non-union it used to be union but now it's non-union yes i take it yeah that's true right you need the money you're acting like there's gonna be a weird middle tier of commercials i bet that would have been union but then they're like fine we'll make it non-union we'll have to pay a little less taco bell i don't know the rules why do people have to be union why do studios and commercial places have to be union like i'm assuming because of laws of some kind. yeah there must be some kind of country but like what laws like the government said if your production is over ten thousand dollars you have to have union or is that who is that producers making those contracts like the producers guild is probably guys beholden to that if but you're not part every... of sag and you want to explain how all of this works come on to our podcast we'll have you on and then anyway, you can let us know how to get into say, <laughs> you know what? I know what we should watch. I know what we should watch. We should watch claim to fame. Have you seen the latest viral clip about that clip lady? That. Can I tell you, give you something wild? Uh-huh. Remember that sketch show? One of the first things I did in here in the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in my cast for that. Mm hmm. That she was in my cast for that. I knew her. I was friends with her on Facebook or something at some point. She the one that said i should get more screen time wow. i should get more screen time yeah i was Look in a that. play with her yeah isn't it crazy that's crazy. that's my cl- that's my claim to fame that is a sc- <laughs> god we need we we need to get talking about mad max i'm sorry but why there's like that nothing, scam they, they, show they, is they, great I, 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 no, i'll do it right now mad max cool they drive around they drive back great good good podcast the episodes. cars go Would vroom you like- real good though <laughs> they go vroom so good they grow so vroom good vroom. real good they go vroom so good vroom vroom oh my god okay nick first off mad max have yeah. you watched it before yes in 2015 in theaters did you like it at the time marcus that movie is a critically acclaimed oscar nominated and winning movie 
And I was all about it. I thought it got robbed for best picture that year. Oh, wow. I was like, that movie was fantastic. One of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. You did not see it at the time, right? No, I watched it later. Right. I think I just watched it like at home one day. So I liked it a lot. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Cool. Now ask me what, how much I liked it this time going watching. It how again. much did you like it watching it again? God, that movie does not age well at, <laughs> at all. So I want to point out that this challenge uh, was given to us by Darren, our producer. Thank you, Darren. Yeah. We're on Patreon. She gives us money. She's allowed, to to, she's allowed to do this. She stuff. read a book on Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, so that was suggested to me. I, yeah. I told Blood, Sweat, and Chrome is the name of the book. Yeah. Highly recommend it if you're a fan of Mad Max. And Darren will be dropping facts throughout the chat, throughout the stream, in the chat for people. Well, she better do a lot of uh, better do it quick because this, this ain't going to be a long episode. But <laughs> I've, so I've been learning a, a little bit more about that's Mad really Max cool through her and through her talking about the book. So it's been it's been a really interesting rewatch to like be getting all this new information that I didn't know firsthand. I also it is one of her favorite movies. So since we're dating, you know, you watch those movies because you love some, the person. And yep. so I re rewatched it when we first started dating and it made me really appreciate the movie. I just thought it was like it's just interesting to watch something with someone who loves it so much. You know, yeah. I feel like that's part of like why we do the podcast. We are like really want to share that stuff with people you want to share it with people and so i liked it and then rewatching it now i got the 4k edition so i oh. popped it in watched it 4k and in terms of like quality it holds up real good it like hmm. there's no there's not a lot of cgi everything's practical effects so like a lot of the stunts were done for real they flipped the cars they exploded the cars e everything is is practical so uh i guess except for the arm prosthetic arm because they had to remove there was, her arm and all the there was stuff. cgi there's cgi but, but it wasn't used the same way in most uh, like exactly it is in most movies. a majority yes. of it was done practically a lot of the stunts were done there and it's exciting and cool to watch and whenever you get a movie like that's the reason alien still holds up it's like it's really cool uh, the prosthetic arm was real too and cgi was used mainly for touch-ups so i rewatched this film for this mm -hmm. episode here on my computer i watched it with lexi over zoom i Still thought the movie, all the great things about the movie were there, but I was stunned by how much the initial rush went away when I knew that the film was just to drive out and then drive back again. <laughs> so the stakes, all the stakes, they just completely went, went away rewatching this film all these years later. And I'm a little mad about it honestly mm -hmm. that i had to rewatch it because this is i think one of those few films where i'm like my experience at the cinema for it was literally perfect i remember watching it and being blown away and being swept up in that moment and now being like i wish i can go back to a time where in my head all that was <laughs> was somebody asked me about mad max and i said one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life and now i have to be like yeah it's pretty good and I'm mad about that. Look, people pay us every month. Do you feel the same? People pay us every month to try something new, to try things that they love, some rewatch <laughs> yeah. things. And that's that's what's yeah. going to happen. That's what's going to happen sometimes. I don't feel the same way because I didn't I didn't like it as much as you did when you first watched it. You oh, loved sure. it. I thought it was good. And so I feel you like thought the it was good and you continue to it, think it's good. 
I, well, yeah. But the more I'm watching it, too, the more I'm like, oh, I'm like appreciating it more and more with each rewatch. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, I mean, I've watched it three times now. I'm probably going to watch it again. <laughs> Darren says we watched it last month and could have literally started rewatching it from the beginning in the same sitting. That's crazy. I think I just think there's a. So to talk about the back matter of the film, Darren, please correct me and introduce everything I'm getting wrong. And Marcus, I know you probably know more. But from what I remember eight years ago, it was a big deal that it came out. George Miller was an older director who his most successful film up to that point was Happy Feet in terms of numbers. And he had a Justice League movie that failed Mm. like it was like a week before filming and it completely fell apart. And he was like trying to make this movie for like a really long time. And did he make it himself or something? Was something like that? I mean, he made it himself. Like, did he produce it himself? They had started developing this movie in 96. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you a question. This movie is a a successor to the other. Have you ever seen any of the other? It's, a, it's a squeakle. Um, yeah. I would say I. So uh, I was living with someone. I think Zach, somebody was watching Mad Max in the living room, like the original Mad Max. It was in that Astoria building, but I've had many roommates in that apartment. I was watching Mad Max in the living room, and I sat and I watched some of the original Mad Max. And that's it. And it was very, very, very boring. And so I left. But I always movie, wanted right? to watch Beyond the Thunderdome or whatever that's called. But with the Mel Gibson stuff, it's just like that kind of took me out of it and made me feel like, uh, I guess I don't need to watch these. Yeah. 1979 was the first one. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And then Mad Max 2 in 81 and then Thunder Dome in 85. That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the uh, what I do love about this film is it is so like metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's like and when I say that, I'm talking about like those metal magazines like the what, what were they called? The heavy metal, heavy metal. Like that's mm-hmm. like this aesthetic of biker and things. And it is very it's such a heavy specific, metal is a such a specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this this is probably the most I'll ever get of it and take of it and like of it. Like I'm not I'm very away from that edge lord stuff. Like I like Pokemon. I like yeah. things that are kind of cute and sweet, right? So the fact that this movie is like unabashedly that in terms of design and and I mean all like from the from the little general having little nipple uh, things connecting yeah, and like I loved it. And his one son being riddled to the chair, but mm-hmm. being his like binocular guy and like the main guy having this thing to breathe, but has fucking fangs on it. Yeah, it's very metal. It's very metal. I think that uh, it has some of the best like design work that I've seen in a while. I feel like I did not appreciate the design work as much as I did this time around. Like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's metal. It's like whatever. But aesthetically, it's a cool looking movie it's pretty brilliant it's pretty brilliant how it uses things we know in an interesting way yeah it doesn't feel like i honestly i would compare it to like the new dune movie in terms of like oh it like perfect like through the designs you perfectly understand the world that we're living in yeah and also oddly enough it's a heavy metal version of dune yeah they're like looking for water it's like a very similar kind of thing (laughs) just a catch everyone up on darren here wait we gotta do a a little darren effects what was it i was trying to come up with the name darren facts darren uh darren's mad max facts 
Fan- Darren's digesting. Dar- Darren's Darren's digest. Darren's, Darren's digest. digest. This his production company, George Miller's, did produce this film and the other ones, but Warner Brothers did back this one. However, he crowdfunded to make the first one, and him and Mel Gibson made it together, and it was their first huge hit, and it was out of nowhere, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's great that. <laughs> Now she now she's just going in too quick. She's now there's dro- too many. I'll get back she's to you. I'll get back we'll we'll, we'll come back. We'll read it. This is an incentive <laughs> to join the chat. From now on, Darren's gonna read a book about whatever subject we're doing and just drop facts throughout the chat. Yeah. I we're not even talking about the guitar guy yet. <laughs> but yeah, it, it but it's it's really impressive that they made mundane everyday item things you'd find in a trailer park not look cheap mm-hmm. right yeah this movie could have looked cheap but it does not look cheap at all it feels so authentic and grounded but with these crazy like aesthetics and designs it's 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 truly and pretty impressive yeah i feel like there's always rumors about people making a borderlands movie borderlands is like this huge you know the game franchise borderlands would be so- it's little, huge yeah, yeah. everybody loves it um, and there's been tr- like people have been trying oh, to make no, a Borderlands no, TV show. They there's, released promo images of Kevin Hart and Rock, right? It's still not out, so it's not made. When when it but is out and it's made, it's in pre-production. Yes, but yeah, it's been yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's been like kind of tossed around. It's been being made for a long time. We haven't gotten any like trailers. Kate Blanchett, yeah, is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis, exactly. They wow, announced a cast, I think, at some point, like some cast. Not even and they, they have they have um silhouettes of the people in costume. And we have not gotten any. I'm updates. looking at it right when now. When was that update? Like three years ago? 2021. Two, two years. Lionsgate. Ago. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll believe it when I see a trailer. But Eli Roth is supposed to be directing it. With all of yeah. the strikes happening and all that stuff, too. I'm, I'm curious to see if we'll even see something till like 2025. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, But you bring up that because because it reminds me of this movie. And I feel like George Miller would do a pretty good job of a Borderlands movie. Oh, sure. Give him the budget. Yeah, I totally buy that. George Miller is clearly a great director. I love Happy Feet. It's a great film. (laughs) Why? Okay, hold on. Why? Why do you say it like that? I was saying that sincerely. If that came off insincere, I meant insincere. The incongruentness in my voice was the fact that I liked the Happy Feet movie, not that George Miller made a great film. It It was like I, I, I like, I like the, I like the George Miller. I like the Happy Feet. Okay, it was, it it was a silly movie about penguins. I kind of liked it. (laughs) You know, that was that. Yeah. Oh man, but imagine making Happy Feet and then producers. Well, not Happy Feet, but like Babe. He made Babe. Or yes, making one babe, of those movies, great movie, and then getting pigeonholed into being like the children's movie guy. Yeah, and then making Mad Max Fury, and Road. then making Mad Max Fury Road. But that's I feel like that happens a lot to creatives. They're like they get pigeonholed into things. Oh, and Darren, this is a from Darren's digest. The only reason Warner Brothers agreed to do Fury Road was because he agreed to do Happy Feet too, which makes sense. Wow, WB really made out. Like they really did because. Because Mad Max Fury Road was a huge hit and the Happy Feet film, I mean, made three hundred and eighty billion dollars. Whoa, the really? Fir- the, that the first Happy Feet was a hundred million dollar production. I'm, we're finding out all animated movies cost about a hundred million. Right yeah, <laughs> that's a weird and fact. That's a weird fact. And three hundred and eighty four million was how much it made. Ah, the egg on their face though because the second happy feet movie made what well, cost 135 million uh-huh. it only made 150 million interesting jokes on them 
Interesting. I feel like that's why the one for them, one for me kind of th- rule that I feel like a lot of creatives talk about. The one for them usually sucks ass. Why do it? Yeah, but because they want it, because that that gets you the good one, right? It's, it's it's I'm convinced that like producers and CEOs don't know what the hell makes money. They're just guessing. They got lucky a million years ago, and they're like guessing. And it's more and more obvious that they're guessing. As I am now becoming a part of a business where I am underqualified and undersituated to do what I'm doing right now, I will tell you, Marcus, yes, that is 100% <laughs> what happened. They were in the right room. They told the right person that mm-hmm. they could do it. They did one good thing. They had one good projection on something and they got their shot. And now they're just in there. And there's a reason most of them are straight white men. Yeah. Because most of most straight white men are able to say, yeah, no, I'm great. And, Very be, and be believed and be believed and believe it themselves and be believed. that's also very true and also have the opportunity to fall flat on their faces and have it not destroy them yeah but marcus this movie has 97 it's funny because i'm like sour on this movie having rewatched it a little mm-hmm. bit and you're you're warming up mildly on it over the course of your so we're in like a funny place doing this review of it but it's got a 97 percent from reviewers and 86 from audience which is still pretty great i think the movie is a triumph it's so impressive the action is really good practically mm-hmm. i think everyone does a great job in it but god i mean it's 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 pretty dumb right i feel like this movie is one of the most impressive movies i've ever watched but story-wise it's simple it's whatever the guy is the chase movie they the MacGuffin, like they just are trying to escape make a delivery they don't make the delivery of which turns out to be women uh and then the plot twist they come back and fight to take over the place and not even really because the fight happens on the road and then when they get to the place i thought there would be more fighting but then no, they just kind of this- like Everyone just kind of welcomes them and they're like, hey, come back. Welcome back. Yeah. Why did the movie's climactic moment happen? And then there's like 20 more minutes of the film. I have no it, idea. It felt like it was they, weird. Defeated, they defeated the bad guy and then there were 20 more minutes. Well, it you have to. Resi- I mean, look, their whole thing was that they want to go back, take over the spot. I would have loved to see if it was 20 more minutes after uh, or, or 20 more minutes of them fighting the people yes. back in the base and having to establish that they're in charge yes. now. 20 more minutes of them leading a revolution, 20 more minutes of something along those lines. But I don't think that I, I don't think the writing was the strongest part of this movie. No, I will say I wanted to try to think of another movie that delivered something. So I just Googled movies with delivery and the most in the most out of any of these that the only movie out of any of these that I know is Kiki's Delivery Service. And this is not quite Kiki's Delivery Service. I Wait, just wanted to bring What were up. you looking for? Movies with a delivery. A deli- like they oh, deliver something. The deliver delivery movies. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. that those keywords did not work. They gave me mm-hmm. Kiki's Delivery Service. This is is this the hot, most highly rated delivery movie? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I think the performances were strong for what they were given. Oh, pfft. Darren's Digest. Read your last last one. There was no script for this movie at any point in development. <laughs> That's right. That sounds right. So I think the actors did a good job Honestly, with what they were movies given. A, movies a triumph. <laughs> movies a god darn triumph. Uh, considering on, that fact. Based on all the things Darren was telling me uh, from the book, the movie yep. struggled to be made. The movie 
kept almost not getting made. While it was being made, they were fighting to try to finish it and get it actually made. Nobody yeah. wanted this movie to come out. And to fight, it was it's like an uphill battle constantly that this movie was fighting. And like Darren said, there was no actual script at any point. They were all kind of like figuring out what was going on. And it just seemed like a, for given all of that, the fact that they were able to make a competent movie that works, you understand it uh and it makes sense and it was so highly rated and so well received it's pretty good i will say that this movie did remind me and i think the joke of this movie is mad max doesn't do a lot yeah but like and i hate to say it i really like tom hardy he's Mm. really good having him just run his way through a movie and getting shit done I mean, that's that warrior movie. Yeah, that is, you know, that's that where he works best. Like, I I don't like Tom Hardy. I as a person or as an actor, I don't like him as an actor. I don't think he's that good. But I, I feel like really I, I, I haven't no, seen no, no, him in a you lot don't of think stuff. Tom Hardy. I haven't seen him in a lot is, of stuff. I've seen him in Venom. Like, well, sure. To be fair, he's way better in Venom than he has any right to be. Like the movie stinks and he's good. OK, he was in Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, Lawless, Revenant, any of those? I've never seen any of those movies. Did you like him in Inception? He was in that movie? Was he in the background? Jesus Christ. No, he's one of the main thieves. There's Leo, Uh, and he always fights with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Remember? Not memorable in any way whatsoever. He changes his face. Oh, my God. So it wasn't him acting. No. it, (laughs) It would be the thing where you'd see the mirror and he'd be someone else, but it would be him. Mm, who's doing the actual acting jesus christ him tom hardy okay oh my god i love tom hardy i think he's great actor you've seen warrior no i've never seen warrior warrior is a fantastic film it's an mma movie and it's him and joel edgerton Mm -hmm. and their brothers going through it together all right. Well, I I look apparently i need to watch more tom hardy darren is also hugely in love with tom hardy or was in love with him he might might have changed wait what was supposed to be heath ledger darren this movie mad I max was so. supposed to be heath ledger whoa that would have been an insane film. movie it would have been almost the same it, but yeah just but like, i would have i would have loved them i would have been you, more into I it i swear to god i would have been oh heath tom ledger? hardy's a good actor heath ledger's but heath ledger's likable even as a joker i was like nah he's not that bad of a guy he's not you're, that I don't think murderous you think you're supposed to, you're not supposed to like mad max in this film yeah but you're not you're supposed, supposed to, to be dislike weird him. gruff you're just like oh, you're supposed god. to be endeared to him a little bit wait does what remind us of gravity old man rob the movie gravity does this movie remind us of gravity correct me if i'm wrong gravity is when sandra bullock's just lost in space for an hour and a half right another movie i haven't seen oh it's it's a pretty good film uh, the guy who made birdman no that's not him the guy who made the martian no I martian never mind martian is that right yeah shut up you're, get out of here if you don't know don't <laughs> i don't dare say yes it was to something but there's a lag between what you're saying and what oh my god Tom Hardy used to be one of my movie star boyfriends, is what Darren said. Darren had a this movie. What that's a Darren has a list. Okay, here's this. Darren has a list of movie stars that she calls her boyfriends. Not movie because it's Ho- it's Hosier, Thor, Oscar Isaac, and it used to be not Tom Chris Hart- Hemsworth. Thor. No, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Oscar it Isaac. Funnier if it was Thor it and Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac and. Uh, 
Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy used to be in there, but he got kicked out. Why? What did Tom Hardy do? What did he do to get kicked off? I want to know. I don't know. Well, he was apparently very rude <sighs> to Charlize Theron during this film. He would show up late to set a bunch. And she was like in makeup, full press, like ready to go. And I'm then sorry, waited he like three late hours late. In the middle of the desert? <laughs> why that's that's a story that needs hold on that i'm not don't mean to be a tom hardy like apologist out here but that one day it's both way more that needs way more context was he disagreeing with the fact that there wasn't no script was he like stuck in a contract they were in a desert he was right there right like something more was happening there call time was 8 a.m and he showed up at 2 p.m from the trailer down the down the (laughs) Down the not even road because they're in the middle of nowhere. Like there's context here that's important, right? Like there's never I don't. That's one of those that I'm like, you know what? I don't buy it. The ways of the movie stars is not our ways. Why was he sleeping? Because they were doing him th- doing him dirty. Dr- why? Are you, why are you a Tom Hardy apologist? Why are we a Sh- Charlize Theron like? I'm not a Charlize. I'm a Tom Hardy specific. This he could have done it to. He could have done it. To an unnamed actor. I don't care who he did it to. You don't show up late. That's rude to everybody on set. I need, I need to know why before I completely ramshackle him for being six hours late. There's a story there. Ask him. Was he always a little late and one day he overslept because he didn't know that he was on the call sheet because there's no script? Like, I need to know context, right? Anyway. I hear Darren screaming. Darren, what? Okay, come on. She's going to come and explain the context. Oh, there's a lot of. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I I would have rather had it where I was just like seemed like I was in a good spot, but now I'm gonna seem like an asshole. Okay, she she said she doesn't kick people off her boyfriend list for no reason. So we're gonna we're gonna switch specifically. Here. This one thing is what did it. All right, I'm not I'm gonna crouch. Share. Okay, look, you, he showed up late anytime the call time was before 12 p.m. a.m. And yeah, he was living in a town like 30 minutes from where they were filming never showed up on time and this one particular day he was so fucking late Charlize Theron was sitting in the war rig full makeup ready to start filming she did not get out of her war rig she was like no I'm trying to prove her point she had a baby with her in Namibia that she had just adopted before she started filming and all she wanted to do was wrap and be with her firstborn child and he was so fucking late every day that this day she fucking exploded at him when he finally showed up she got out of the war rig and she yelled at him she's like what the fuck is wrong with you it's so fucking disrespectful it's so rude to everybody here we are like thousands strong in the desert working and he walked up to her like what the fuck did you just say to me and like like you squared know, like up squared up at her basically so that she was like i legitimately felt threatened i felt like i had to have people with me like a security team with me from that point on because they were getting along so badly they had to have a female producer flown in because george miller's producing partner was like uh, actually like nah she in the book the interview she was like mm, i'm just gonna say it it was a man excusing a man for terrible behavior i had no support on set whatsoever so they had to get a new producer out so that she felt supported. But the other producer wouldn't even let that that lady on set because he was like, I have to protect George's vision. So she was like completely alone. And literally in the interview, like in the book, Tom Hardy being interviewed about it, he was like, Charlize Theron did not feel threatened by me. She's like six feet tall. She's so intimidating. How could she ever say that she feels unsafe? I don't buy it. That was literally all he said. 
about the incident entirely. And that I was like, gross, man. Gross. Darren, that all sounds really legitimate, but I only have one rebuttal and one question to ask. Who's the bad guy here? The person who slept in? Or the person that adopted a baby to bring it out in the middle of the desert <laughs> as it's a newborn? I'm just it. saying. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nick, she literally adopted the baby, and then they were like, "We're starting." She went away. It wasn't. It wasn't timed like that on purpose. <laughs> but you're right. No, we hate Charlize Theron. We never believe women. This is done. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna clip that. <laughs> Cliff, you saying we don't believe women. Oh my God. <laughs> I love you. That's awful. Isn't that awful? Yeah, that sounds like an asshole. It sounds like a bad move, especially since it's like documented. It's like, oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he could grow and change. He could be different on future no, sets. No, 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 no. He's an asshole, I, and I'm sure she's an asshole, and I'm sure George Miller's an asshole, and I'm sure they're all assholes. Most. Most of these people, people with are, money right? and actors are assholes. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, a hundred percent. You know, like I was mostly I was mostly joking, but why was the baby in the war work with it? Was, you got a new baby. You got a fresh new baby. You got to take care of it. What you want to be close I, to the baby? The baby was still in the going in. Listen, I think Charlize Theron is probably super emotionally intelligent, and Tom Hardy probably isn't. He's probably mm-hmm. a th- a little bit of a thug, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit of an asshole. Uh, I don't think there's any excuse to be as disrespectful as he was. Wow. That being said, he makes good movies, and I like that's fair. Those movies. That's understandable. That does suck. That honestly, though, all like joking aside, mm-hmm. God, that one sucked to be out in the freaking desert like that. Like, uh, not yes. even just this situation. Not yes. even just this situation. Like the whole production of this, miserable. I'm miserable sure. production. I feel like it's it's so funny because I don't hear. I, I was listening to Darren talking about a book. And I, I don't remember a lot of like everyone being like, this is the worst filming of any movie that they've ever done. Sure. So I they must have done they, a lot to like try to make it a, accommodating to them in some way. What was the probably worst had trailers. environment to film in? Oh, the Revenant sounded pretty awful. Oh, they were miserable by the end of it. Evil Dead Army of Darkness. That one. I heard that when one was, I was watching the documentary, they were saying that they all filmed in the desert. That production was sloppy. They filmed like pretty much. I feel like it was like 15 hour days or something like that. They were filming in the desert. And a lot of that was during crazy. the daytime. And it was a lot. Well, The Revenant was similar because it was it was in the cold. And mm. he, that movie was wild because I don't know if you've seen it. But no. the guy who made it was the guy who made Birdman. He only used natural lighting in that whole film which means if it wasn't right they had to sometimes they only had half an hour to get like things done nightmare film shoots okay we oh guess guess what both of the films we've mentioned on here nightmare film shoots the most grueling films ever made let's see what this says deliverance from 1972 was apparently Mm. awful jaws in 1975 spielberg wanted to shoot jaws out on the open ocean a decision that resulted in a grueling film shoot. The Sorcerer in 1997. Apocalypse Now. That seemed pretty bad. The Vietnam War movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate. Don't know that movie. The Heaven's, Shining. Heaven's Gate's a cult. One more of the movies. Okay. Sure. The Shining. When it comes to psychological grueling films. Oh, this one was like grueling because of like Kubrick was an asshole. Oh, The Shining. Like, yes, like, I've heard about like that. Worse, like worse than an asshole. He made like the a, conditions straight up bad. Abusive. Yeah. yeah, a movie called Roar. The Evil Dead's on here. Nice. Twilight Zone, the movie. Ishtar. 
Predator. That one makes sense. Alien 3. Waterworld. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Waterworld. Mm-hmm. Titanic. We're just going to keep going. Wait, why is Team America World Police on here? <laughs> Team America required a crew of nearly 200 people to successfully pull off the puppeteering that was central to the film's concept. Wow. There were 270 puppet characters, but the limited capability forced them to make changes to the script. It was the worst time of my entire life. I never want to see a puppet again. <laughs> Hold on, it keeps going. Stone said, you work 20 hours a day, take sleeping pills to go to bed, and drink coffee to stay up. You feel like a piece of shit. None of your friends like you. Your parents don't like you. You have a movie at the end. That is very sounds like what you oh would say. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, Fantastic Four. Remember that? Did it? Yeah. When the, when the director went into a tent and then like stopped showing up and crap. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was the guy who made um that found footage movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fox intervened to reshape the strip. The rate the, the Trank is said to have isolated himself from the cast and crew pitching a tent around his monitors so he'd not have to interact with others on set. That's insane. And Mad Max Fury Road right here. And The Revenant. Don't breathe. What? It Probably because they couldn't breathe. Hilarious. 10 out of 10 joke. I'm the greatest. He said Levy was not happy during the film. I need to look at that up. All right. Anyway, so back to Mad Max. So you don't like Tom Hardy. Do you like Charlize Theron? I do. I mean, I like her in this film. I don't necessarily feel like I like her as a person. Not uh, that she did anything like wrong. I, I just don't have strong opinions. I liked her the first time I saw this, and I've liked her in other things. Rewatching this, I didn't like it as much. But now I think I know why I didn't like it. Because the movie felt a little more chauvinistic than I think it was touted as early on. Because early on when it came out, it was like, Furio- Furiosa, she's great. This female badass. Mm-hmm. All this. But as watching now, it felt very like, like it wasn't male glazy or anything like that, which was nice. But like it, it felt a little chauvinistic in a way where she like had to look at Tom Hardy's character in such like, like I feel like she had a right to be meaner to him. In a lot of the things. I kind of. But she was like thankful to have a man there to help out. I feel like. It felt that way this to me. I feel like Tom Hardy's role felt important to the film in a way that it doesn't make sense and isn't earned. Yes. Where it feels like this back matter, right? Or like I'm supposed to know or there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like he has to be in the movie and that's the only reason he's in the movie. Like, it's like, yeah, he's he has a I don't know. I feel like it kind of makes sense. He's threatening them. They're in a weird situation. They end up needing him later. But I don't know. It just kind of felt like he's kind of holding them hostage so that way he can continue moving forward in the plot. Yeah. But at no point do I feel like I guess I guess the turning point is when he goes back when he's like, hold on one second, I'll be back and like fucks everybody up and they just show him come back. I mean, bloody that was really fuck. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I so like, like that a lot. that's that I that's the point. I feel like it's supposed to be the turning point where he earns his keep. But that's pretty deep into the movie. And he but was, earns his keep is different than like how I thought the movie was portraying it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's feel like she wanted him like she wanted him around. Like he wanted his companionship, which is fine. But it like, I don't think he earned that. I think he earned a respect and it did, but it didn't feel respectful. It felt like, oh, wow, that person. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, I kind of it's hard because there was barely any dialogue in the movie. 
It was in a lot of looks. So it's not like there was a lot, right? So there was a lot in the acting that they were bringing. There was a lot in the looking. There was a lot of stuff that they were necessarily bringing to the table. And there's a lot that you also get to fill in the gaps in. I guess this time filling the first time filling in the gaps, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And this time filling the gaps, I was like, ah, you know what? This doesn't make me as happy as it did before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I've changed as a person and maybe I'm more sensitive to those things. I don't know if it means that now I'm putting things that I've experienced since then in my own life and projecting it onto this, like of these situations, how they could be a million things. But I will say this time I did not like it as much that relation, mm-hmm. that dynamic, that relationship between them. And I felt like it was short shifting Furiosa. I think having Mad Max at all in the movie does lessen Furiosa's (laughs) importance. Yeah, fair. In the film, because he's just there. And when Furiosa is such a strong lead is carrying the film, it kind of feels like, why is he here? He shouldn't be here. This is stupid. Yeah, Uh, I do kind of like that. So it feels like a joke. Yes. Yeah, it does feel like a joke, but a joke that I feel like gets old a little bit. Well, jokes get old when you say the same. Even at the end, when he just kind of like leaves the group the way she's looking at him, the way they're like, all yeah i guess maybe mainly her looking at him it's like yeah oh all of them my too. friends leaving goodbye and it's like this big important guy it's like that guy barely knew that guy <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that being said like apart from the script thing apart from a couple of the like choices made narratively it's so cool mm-hmm. uh and we didn't even talk about nicholas halt he's great in this movie oh i, I, I did think he's really awesome. like him I think the the whole war boys and the uh, etymology and like the back matter of who they are and why they're there, all this stuff felt really cool, felt earned, felt nice. Great world building. If yeah. Like, right. Yeah. You know, no, it's it's incredible world building through the like scenery and design, not through the plot and not through the storytelling. See, Darren, I would agree with you. She says to me, the under, uh, she comes to the understanding earlier that Max then Max, that they have to be vulnerable with each other in, in, to each other in order to like move forward. But like, I don't think he reciprocates that he does in like he like protects them all. But like, I don't know. I just didn't like it as much. I, I think maybe it's a little dated even from just eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I think she she didn't have to be the one to let that down. I think he should have had to or, or something or like. He needed to prove something better in a certain way or, you know, I don't know. I think a more dialogue would have really helped all of that to establish what their dynamic is, what their goals are. Why is he still there? Like, what's what's happening? Why? Why do we need this? I think their relationship just feels yeah. not fleshed out. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. I, I think uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, you, and there's not a conclusion there. There's not it, right? a conclusion. There's no you have to fill the movie is making you fill in blanks that like yeah. could lead to you thinking one thing, one viewing and then a different thing, another viewing, which is good and bad. Yeah. But that being said, the traces are really cool. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a movie, the fact that the movie held my attention for as much as little dialogue as there was and for as little like as much of the storytelling was done through editing and stuff like that. I feel like it held my attention. I'm not a racing car kind of guy, but I watched this movie multiple times and I like it every time. Yeah, it was a really shame. It was a shame that I I really wish I could have saw it on a big screen. 
I just saw here on my computer. But that's it, it deserves a bigger. As screen. Scorsese says, you gotta go to the cinema. You, you gotta, gotta go to the cinema. You gotta stop go to watching cinema. movies on your idiot box and go to the cinema. But yeah, I, I do. I do think there is a little underpinning underneath it too, with the, the, some really nice arcs and stories about um, redemption and things like that. You know, just like Nicholas Holt's character mm-hmm. wanting to kill himself kamikaze style twice <laughs> and failing both times yeah and then realizing he, he it's no none of those people really cared about him and then he finally found something to live for and that's when he died you know there's there's a little bit of beauty in like the chaos of this movie like so thrown throughout and a little bit of a beauty like light life grows from nothing the seed lady and gives it off to the young girl but let me ask you this they go to the citadel. They start releasing all the water. That water is like running out in like ten minutes, right? That's what I, I was very confused and then by that. And then they're all, and then they're all fucked. I was very right? confused by that because it's like, yes, let's give the water to the people. And I was like, yeah, 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 give the water to people, but like in a way that is like not so efficient wasteful. and not the just dumping water on I've the floor. Seen. If it's this precious resource, I know why. The evil guy did it. Yes. He did it to control them and he didn't mm-hmm. care. And that was great. But like, why are the good guys doing this? Right. And if is there truly an endless supply of water and he had the only access to it? Or is it a reservoir like most water is? There's there's no such thing as an endless supply of water. It's going to run out and there might not be enough water for all those people. And if there are like. I mean, the guy could have just been an idiot, but he should have gave him a little more so everyone was capable to, like, work and, like, help him make things and do things, you know? But, like, everyone around him was dying. Yeah. All his war boys, all the people. I would have loved another 30 minutes explaining, like, the irrigation (laughs) systems that they have in the film. Uh, Like, how they understand truly how this network of water works. That's not what I'm saying. So we can create a system (laughs) and understand that, yeah, he was a bad guy for controlling the water he was (laughs) in the way he was. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. It was very inefficient. I, I every on my first viewing, I had that thought, and still on my third viewing, I have the thought of, oh, this no, isn't sustainable. This is stupid. Why are you dumping water like that? Yeah, <laughs> it was just like a, it was like a show of force almost. Like when you're like, yes, we've we've conquered the bad guy. We're gonna be different. I I understand the gesture, but sure. I I it's also like it's. Just, it's just it reminds me of like you're in town or something like that where like in the end of that musical everyone pees everywhere and everything like smells crappy right like there was a reason for the bad guy to do what they were doing in the first place and then they just turn bad like there must be like a reason this resource was being limited in the first place and then they got evil you're right? selling. You're selling very anti-communist right now, <laughs> Nick. You're sounding very pro-capitalism. There's a finite amount of resources, and we just gotta charge for them. It's just the way that's it not, is. Uh-uh. That's not what I. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, there. If there are enough resources for everyone to go around, we should share them. But if there's not enough, re- if you are on a sh- if you're on a spaceship and you have 60 days worth of food 
mm-hmm. and your destination is 70 days away, then everyone's going to have to be a little hungry to make it home. Mm-hmm. The waters, of, that was an analogy. So the no, water no, was I the got food. It. I got it. No, I, I understand what you're saying. But you just, it's, it's, it was a one-time thing. I'm sure that they're going to manage the resources a little better. And maybe that's the Marcus, sequel. do you really think that? Do you really think that? And maybe in the sequel, I think a <laughs> lot of stories that end up this way, the, the new person, the hero, finds themselves as the villain or falling into a lot of the same trappings as... The, the or they found out there's not people. actually that much water. There's not enough water. And then water they have to water. manage and they find their own way of managing. And then yeah. there have to be some semi-tyrannical. You're saying what I said. <laughs> I'm you just agree saying. with me. Stop I'm pretending saying. like you don't. I agree with you. I'm just saying that it, you know, it could be covered in a sequel. That would be interesting. Are they making a sequel? They're making a prequel. A prequel with, with Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa. That's like filming right now? or I, I mean, if based on the history of this film. 2024 is when it's supposed to come out. Anya Taylor-Joy. Chris Hemsworth is supposed to be in it. But he just said he's not acting for a little while. Oh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen from Watchmen. Uh, it's in post-production. Oh, so it's film. Cool. Oh, cool. Wow, it's in post-production and we've yet to see anything from it? That's crazy. It's scheduled to come out next year, twenty. They're doing the opposite of this movie. Everything is CGI. Everything it was is- a, oh man probably it was originally supposed to come out in 10 days oh today. wow got pushed back hmm. wonder why is there anything out of this any promo images do we have we seen anya taylor joy as furiosa is there a poster there is a really nice fake poster uh but that's it all right well whatever. weird oh is chris hemsworth gonna be the daddy guy i would like that in a prequel yeah Oh, that would be cool. No, he would still have to be way older than Chris Hemsworth to be for the age to make sense, I think. That's true. Because Shirley Theron's in her 40s and Untailed Joy's in her 20s, so it's just 20 years. Chris Hemsworth isn't going to look like that old guy in 20 years. Yeah. No, with some makeup, maybe. Anyway, he could. There's been behind the scenes photos. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, well, Marcus... Do you have anything else to say about Mad Max Fury Road? No, I got nothing else to say. All right, cool. Oshinoko is another anime that is hyped a lot, but given my disappointment of all of the anime from this season that everyone has been hyping up, I do not have high hopes, but it is on my list to watch next. I don't know what this is. It looks like a magic girl. Is it a magic? No, I think Oshinoko, correct me if I'm wrong, Oberlin Rom, but basically... These two otakus get reincarnated as music idols or something. Um, and then they're trying to it's about the dark side of Japanese fame and stuff. Kaguya Kaguya no so- Love like, is War. Love, Love is, is War. war? Yeah. Oh I do love Love is War. Mm-hmm. Honestly, aesthetically, this looks like my jam. So maybe I'll watch it and I'll give it to you because I have nothing to give you. Well, guys, that was the show. <laughs> that was the show today. I feel like it's we well, ask the questions with with Oppenheimer coming out. It feels like this one's letting out with a whimper. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> well, Marcus, did you like this film? I did. Did you like the film? Not as much the second time. But did you like it still, or yeah. is it gone? Yeah, I still liked it. It was okay. still great. Cool, cool, cool. But I just remember it being a perfect film, and now it doesn't feel like a perfect film. That's fair. Yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. It's never really happened to me that way before. I like that. Yeah, I'm I, growing. 
That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Would you recommend this film? Definitely. I would. Totally. If you mm-hmm. have a, but if you can watch it on a big screen at home or even at a movie theater, because it is nonstop, it is kinetic, it is dynamic, it is just a super fun ride. Even if, you know, you find some of these other things we mentioned a little lacking narratively. Yeah. It is a, it is a, it is a feat. And there's just a lot of really great creativity there. And like from Darren's Digest, the guy with the guitar is it's made out of a bedpan. I got it in there, Darren. I got all your bags. <laughs> and Marcus, uh, will you watch the prequel for uh, Fur- honestly, Furiosa? Yeah. yeah. How do you say this word? Furiosa? Furiosa. That word makes no sense. I don't like it. All right. Cool. Great. Nick, are you going to well, watch Marcus, Furiosa? Yeah, it's got my my favorite actress in it. Anya Taylor-Joy. Right. I, watch, I, I watch everything with her. I knew it. I knew it. I watch I everything it. with her. I knew it. I watch everything. Nick, Lexi, I, I don't actually let it slip. Here's the thing about like my celebrity crushes i don't actually talk about my celebrity crushes too much because i, I don't really have that many there's people that i think are interesting anya taylor joy i know i've let it slip one too many times because oh yeah when sure. i mentioned it to, when i mentioned it to lexi she was like oh you love her and i was like shit damn shit, I've, shit, I've shown my shit, hand shit i i oh shit i I've, I've shown that one too much shit shit you gotta change it up you gotta spice it up you gotta say different people no now i think i just lean in honestly my my two my, and now I want to hear yours because maybe this is the only interesting part of this podcast now. <laughs> I think my two celebrity crushes that I can think of. I mean, I'm sure that there's tons of people I think are interesting and and pretty, but Anya Taylor Joy is definitely one of them. Rachel McAdams is just will always be, oh, of course, yeah, one of those women for me. Uh, she's perfect. What are some of yours? Do you have any? I don't really have any. Well, give me one for the bit. Okay, one so for the bit. Have- I would say don't, say don't say like Angelina Jolie or something dumb. That's not true. I, I really want to know. There must be someone where you go like, wow, or like, oh, I want to see that Jasmine from Aladdin, baby. Let's that's no, go. Stop it. That's Let's not what I'm looking go. for. That's what I that's want. Not, that's what I want. When I think celebrity celebrity crushes. crush, I think of Jasmine. Female celebrity crushes. Who I don't know. I feel like for me, I have to. I know feel a like person. you hate the common ones. Like most people are like Scarlett Johansson, Jessica Biel, Megan Fox, Malakunas. I'm sure you're like nah to all no. those people. No, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you think like Emma Ooh. Watson's overrated. And Annabelle, Emma, the horror doll. Yeah, the the horror smash. That's a smash. Okay, what about the, the the quirky ones like the Anna Kendrick and the Amelia Clarks? Are you into those? <gasps> oh, one just came to mind. The Bride of Ooh. Chucky. Smash. Jesus Christ. Guys, if you enjoy the podcast, <laughs> please go ahead and take a picture of the last piece of food and tweet it at us at Now Try This Calves. You can, of course, subscribe and uh, do all the things. But honestly, I just want pictures this week. That's all I want. Please give them to me. But if you want to join the conversation next month, you can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Now Try This Cast. All right. Do you have one more last ditch? thing you want to you want to eliza dushku linda cardellini like what's your vibe when man? i was a kid elijah dushku okay i thought i, I was thought, into I faith thought that's faith. what i was okay i was very into faith okay but also when i was a kid i i liked everybody all the women on tv i was like next week i want to know your number one celebrity crush okay i'll find one next week darren hasn't said anything in chat she would have popped in and been like oh you actually really like I believe Steve you. Buscemi and she has a saying. I, so. I on purpose don't. I think it's a little rude to really go gaga for too many people, period. So like, I don't like you like to keep your girlfriends tight. Your celebrity girlfriends just tight, like two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's two because right. you don't want to cheat on them. Yeah. 
That seems reasonable. You want to be a player. It seems reasonable for my partner to accept that there's just like a couple girls on TV that I'm like, wow, I really think they're talented. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Jenny Ortega? Is that one of yours? Or is that Joseph? I I think she's really cool. She, she's she's very young looking. She's got it. She's like the cutoff, I think, for me now as a person where I'm like, oh, cool. That's the start of Gen Z where I'm like, not you cool know, with being attracted to them. Yeah. Like she's objectively very attractive <laughs> yep, and yep, yep, yep. objectively like my type, but I'm like, you know, that's the cutoff. That, that's, I think her older sister is more my speed in, in scream is what mm-hmm, I'm referring to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marcus, get us out of here. Guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate everybody who joined the stream. There was a lot, a lot of people here today. A lot of people here today. Good group. Good group. Good facts. <laughs> really appreciate it. Remember to go out there and try some things. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh my God. Friends get together so they can try things. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea whose challenge it is next week. Crap. Is it mine? It's mine, isn't it? I gave oh, you Spider-Man. No. It's Spider-Verse. Oh, no. I get, don't have to think No, I get, but I gave you challenge. Flash. Oh, fuck. I, it's your challenge. You didn't prepare at all. <laughs> so start thinking and putting your brain yeah, noggin yeah, going yeah, as yeah, I yeah, finish yeah, yeah, up sure, this sure, intro. Sure, 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 s